Welcome everyone to 123 Yes Wrestling, the only wrestling podcast going to bring any love to professional wrestling this week, which I do not think after that NXT show, that is going to be very hard to find. But I am Chris, I'm here with Corey and Ed, it's been a while, but we are together, we are in a car driving down 294 in Chicago, Illinois from the Allstate Arena after NXT TakeOver, how are we doing guys? Um, well... I would be doing better if I didn't get demoted to the back seat. I mean, clearly, I now know my status on this podcast crew as I've been demoted to the back all by myself. I called you guys, shotgun. You know what? If you two don't calm down, I'm going to take this car and I'm going to turn it right around. And we're going to have to watch 205 Live. But wait, wait a minute. Is that really a punishment? Was that an option? Maybe. Could we watch 205 Live? I don't know. I think the show is over, though. And at 830, no less. 8.30. We are... It's barely going to be 9 o'clock and we're going to be home. I got time for sliders. Hey, there you go. I like it. I, I don't get White Castle in Texas. <laughs> so, NXT TakeOver. We went to SmackDown last night. We'll get to that. NXT TakeOver is where it was at tonight. The crowd was alive. Much more alive than last night for SmackDown. NXT TakeOver. No seats tarped off. And it was a hell of a show. Yeah, it really was. I mean, when you think about it from pretty much top to bottom, I mean, they they really delivered. I mean, what, what do you think, Ed? You know what? This was one of the better NXT pay-per-views I had seen. And, though, you know, we kind of talked about it before we got in the car. But the biggest thing I liked about this show is it was deliberate in delivery. Matches were good. Matches were quick. The show moved very well. And by the, by the time the show was done, I felt I'm satisfied. I don't need any more, and I didn't need any less. I loved it. You know, I definitely got to say the the lineup, the order of matches, I, I felt was a very good decision. Uh, starting off the show with the women's War Games match, I thought was a great way to kick off the show. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just go through the show here real quick. It was only four matches, so it shouldn't be too hard, but we'll have a lot to say. We started in the pre-show with Mia Yim getting knocked out of the uh, women's war games match and Rhea Ripley put in Dakota Kai into that spot and then that was how we started the show was the women's war game match. Uh, The biggest big thing that happened in that match was when it became time for Dakota Kai to come into the match she turned on Tegan Knox and beat the hell out of her in the cage and basically did a heel turn which I think we saw kind of coming but didn't really think we figured it'd be at the end of the match or later but we got Dakota Kai. I see her now. I'm, I'm down with Dakota Kai. This was a nice turn. It was well needed. And, uh, and then she left the match. So Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae were two on four against, and Shane, on team Shayna Baszler's team. Or against. The, the crowd, you know, for people that are watching at home, I don't know if it really came out, but the, the crowd reaction to Dakota Kai turning... Uh, that was a huge reaction. So it was, you know, mission accomplished when it comes to shocking heel turn. Yeah, you know, we kind of saw signs that it was going to happen. But like Chris, you know, like you mentioned, we anticipated it was going to be later in the match. So I really liked it. Uh, it was something uh, different, something unexpected. And with the crowd behind it, very good. One of the things we pointed out recently was as good as NXT women's wrestling has been, they have had some issues with blending of 
multiple characters kind of feeling very similar. Yeah. This was a big step in the right direction because Dakota Kai has some serious skill. This was a well thought out story where there's a reason why she's a heel now. And that was a very good turn that now makes me interested not only in Tegan Knox, makes me interested in Dakota Kai and really where this story is going to go with Rhea Ripley too. But I'm going to say it too. Another big part of this is, hey, Rhea Ripley is a beast, and yeah. she pinned Shayna Baszler. Yes. Rhea Ripley had the biggest pop outside of the heel turn. And yeah. she owned, and like I said, she got the pin on Shayna Baszler, and even like the guy who was sitting next to me, he was asking me, when was the last time she got pinned? And until uh, one, of you, one of you two mentioned uh, Kyrie Zane, I was like, I don't think she ever has been. And it was it threw everybody off, and it made it made Rhea Ripley. And I think the thing you have to mention, you remember about the Kyrie Sane, is that was unexpected. But I don't think really people believed it was going to last. I think that was a way to not have her be undefeated, quite frankly. And she quickly got her belt back, making her a two-time NXT Women's Champion. Rhea Ripley feels like she can beat Shayna Baszler and take that title away from her for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely look at this match. Uh, this match was meant to be about Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai. Uh, Rhea Ripley definitely was very well represented in this match. Um, she is looking stronger than ever. Uh, I'm very excited about the idea of her eventually becoming NXT Women's Champion. Dakota Kai, this is huge. I, I think this is what she needs. And man, who knows what's gonna happen moving forward with her. Absolutely, absolutely. It was good. It was a great way to start the show, and the women knocked it out of the park for the first ever uh, women's war games match. Up next was a match I didn't even realize we were getting, which was a triple threat between uh, Killian Dane, Damian Priest, and Pete Dunne, and then they announced whether this was announced before or just at the show or during the pre-show, but the winner of this match was going to fight Adam Cole tomorrow night at Survivor Series for the NXT Championship barring Adam Cole's not dead right now. (laughs) And if you've seen Watch Takeover, you'll know what I mean. If not, I'll get to it in a minute. But this triple threat, honestly, was probably my favorite match of the night. Like, this triple threat just, there was a lot running on it. There were stakes because I was really afraid that they were going to give Killian Dane the win, and I didn't want to see Killian Dane as much of, as impressive as he is. I didn't really necessarily want to see more Killian Dane, um, or didn't want to see him versus... uh, Adam Cole. If I'm going to be there live, I want to see Pete Dunn versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. And as of how that match went, which was an awesome triple threat, which they those three dudes really had a good pace up. But Pete Dunn picked up the win, and at Survivor Series, Adam Cole will defend his championship, barring any unforeseen circumstances against Pete Dunn. I, I definitely saw Pete Dunne winning this. I mean, it was for me, it was predictable because um, Pete Dunne has a, uh, a good reaction in Chicago. Take over where we got to see Pete Dunne fight, and the, the reaction then was just unbelievable. It was match of the year quality, and no surprise that Pete Dunne was getting overwhelming support from the crowd. I thought this was a good display of his ability, uh, Damian Priest. I thought he was, uh, he performed very well and uh, really this is a showcase match where you're showcasing really what all three of these guys can do and I, you know, even you know, Chris mentioning that Killian uh, Dane, you know, 
you didn't want to see him win, which, you know, I agree. I don't think it, it's needed for him, but he had a good showing as well. So all three of these guys, I think it's a win-win-win for, for all of them. It is. This was a great match top to bottom. I even joked, I thought it was funny that I said that, you know, I was talking about formerly Punishment Martinez, now Damian Priest, has the ability for a big man to literally jump over a turnbuckle. And then as we were kind of talking about it, no less than a minute later, he's doing the move. Yeah. And let me just tell you, as we kind of move to this new world where NXT is its own brand, which I do believe tonight cemented that, these three guys are going to be the future of this brand, no doubt in my mind, if not other brands down the line. Um, watch out for all three of these guys because they're all all impressive all of them are actually surprisingly impressive on the microphone, too, which is very good to know. But a uh, big win for Pete Dunne, and I'm super excited he gets to be showcased on one of the big four pay-per-views because this kid deserves it. Absolutely, and I think that's why they're doing the match. I don't necessarily think that Adam Cole is going to lose, drop the title at Survivor Series. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Pete Dunne deserves it. He was the longest reigning UK champ. He was the longest reigning champ just within WWE for a while. So it definitely wouldn't surprise me, but I don't see that happening. But yeah, him getting that opportunity, I think he deserves it. And they seem to be wanting to reward him for moving to the States and being such a big part of this NXT since it went live on USA. So I really think this is kind of his, man, here you go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then after that, we had a match that I could not wrap my brain around before the show. I couldn't understand that I was going to see it, that we were going to be there live. And unfortunately, it kind of almost became the worst match on the card. Not necessarily that it was the worst match. It'd probably be better than a lot of matches any other night. But at this card, it just wasn't, I don't know, it came after that triple threat with all that high energy. It came after the War Games match, and it was the only really singles match on the card, which was Adam, or sorry, Matt Riddle and Finn Balor, which started really nice. Now, also, and it is the only match that I would actually want to go back and watch on the network because there were some crowd distractions due to one of the smoke machines in front of the uh, one of the crowds wouldn't stop going off throughout the match. So then you just had this whole corner of the arena that was getting smoked out and they were chanting, "Turn, please turn off the smoke. And then people started chanting, we want the smoke. And then, you know, it, so it was a very distracting thing. And, you know, it really wasn't fair to Matt Riddle and uh, Finn Balor that that happened because I think it pulled a lot of people out of that match. Yeah, so I definitely got a, a comment about the, the distraction. Um, like Chris said, you know, fog machine issue, it was going off. And it was blocking the, the viewing of a certain section in the arena but it is so critical that the crowd needs to be in tune with the match um, the moment that that distraction started happening then suddenly you create a domino effect and then these chants that are happening are not related to the match and that's technically disrespect I'm sorry there, there's a, a code of conduct for the audience and one is no chance that aren't related to the match. I personally was getting agitated by it. It did pull pull me away from the match and distract me because I was looking over that way. And then I'm listening to these uh, chants related to the, the smoke. And I could tell Finn Balor reacted to it. And he was getting agitated. I guarantee you those guys were getting mad. So I agree with Chris. I think I got to go back and watch it. Um, 
and, and really, you know, analyze the match bef- before I can really, you know, give my thoughts on it. It definitely didn't have the crowd into it versus any of the other matches, but there's no reason why it couldn't be. Yeah, I mean, this match, unfortunately, I think on a card where there's this much action, there's going to be one match that unfortunately has to become the the, the calm down match where we got to bring you down energy-wise. And I think any other night, like you guys are saying, Finn Balor and Matt Riddle would be the last match you'd think would be that. Yeah. Unfortunately, where it was placed, um, you know, everybody brought their A-game. And I'm going to go back and watch it again, too. I'm not going to bury it um, because, honestly, another thing I want to mention uh, before I forget is, um, and I'm sure Chris will touch on it a little, uh, WWE was really trying to get feedback on this show uh, from, from the live crowd, which, um, you know, I don't know if this has been happening in other shows across the country, but uh, you basically got a wristband, and it, you know, was part of the entrances, it lit up and everything, but if you gave your phone number, you could actually rate the quality of the matches, which I thought was really cool. I gave this match kind of a middle of the ground. It wasn't awesome. It wasn't one of the best ever, but it kept me in, in, in it kept me engaged. So I guess that wouldn't be what you'd want to hear if you're WWE, but there it is, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It was interesting. I didn't even get a text for this match. Every other match, they wanted my feedback. That one, they did not. So I think they kind of knew. And to kind of go with Corey's point and then against it at the same time, I do agree that the chance can be distracting but I didn't mind the chance for turn off the smoke because they needed to turn off the fog it was when everybody started getting carried away with other other chants that were then dueling that message so then you know you start chanting for the street profits and if people aren't paying attention or don't know about the smoke then you know you do have to alert them because it's not fair for them just to sit there getting smoked out so we can enjoy the match right yeah but this match, like I said, hopefully I want to rewatch it on the network and see. And if we have any changing thoughts with it, I mean, I think especially they put together uh, some good strings of uh, wrestling throughout, towards, especially towards the end. It really did start to pick up. And that's just a guy walking in the middle of the road. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the joy the thing, of recording on the road. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, it was a, it was a fine match. It would have been better on any other night, but this night it had to kind of fall where it fell so that was that and then really you hit the main event which was the men's war games match which was the undisputed era versus Tommaso Ciampa Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee and really no number four so you just kind of had it what it was match was solid for a war games match like I said those to me sometimes do get a little chaotic especially being there live with the two rings and the cage it can get kind of distracting as to what you're watching and what's going on but I thought it was a solid match and uh, all through the women's match when they kept going for weapons the crowd kept chanting we want tables and when Adam Cole came in he was able to give them tables Uh, I guess but the biggest I guess I'll just kind of touch the highs go ahead biggest was when we uh, got down to everybody was in the ring but the fourth member of Team Ciampa didn't show up and then all of a sudden the clock started going and no one knew who it was. It went down to zero. Everything quiet, quiet, quiet. And you had a good about 30 seconds. And then Kevin Owens' music hit. And Kevin Owens came out in his KO uh, NXT t-shirt, the duct tape one. And he was the fourth member of Team Ciampa. So Kevin Owens was part of War Games. And 
They ended up cleaning house and beat the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole got the pin, which was, uh, or took the pin after Tommaso Ciampa and did a, what was the move? It was a Celtic cross from the top of the cage through two tables to the horror of a live crowd. Yeah, nobody, I don't think there was a single person in that arena that actually enjoyed seeing that. It was, uh, it was brutal. That was a hell of a hell of a way to end that move with a Celtic cross off the top of the cage. Yeah. Um, well, first thing, let me just give my the overview of about a Wars game match. Uh, one of the things I've always find challenging in these kind of matches when you got so many people is giving everybody their opportunity to shine. Um, I personally think they did a very good job with that, mm-hmm. given all the challenges with it. I think everyone had you know their their various times to do certain things to really show what they can do um by god i I gotta say it keith lee i am so beyond sold i'm a mark for keith lee right now um i was a mark before he even got into the match and then when he got in that crowd reaction was just awesome for him so can't his future is limitless (laughs) i see what you did there i know right (laughs) um but Tommaso Ciampa, you know, oh my goodness, if that isn't the toughest dude in NXT right now, I don't know who is. Um, the man had neck surgery. And this year? Yes, this year. His timetable to recover was supposed to be longer. He came back in a shorter period of time. And then every time I watched him do stuff, all I kept thinking about was his neck. Yep. And I'm thinking, oh, they're not going to do any moves that's going to even be by that neck. But no, they did. And he's getting in there. He's getting as physical as he can be. And then just like, you know, Chris mentioned, Ed Ed mentions that the top of the cage, when he was positioning himself for that, that move, I became very fearful, scared. And I'm not playing. It it was a legitimate fear because you got to remember that's the top of the cage. People aren't supposed to fall from that height. And Ed and I were fortunate enough not too long ago to set up a ring at an independent wrestling show. So we know exactly what's under that ring. We know exactly you know, what kind of support and, and how hard that mat is. And for him to take that fall the entire time down, it was just shock, fear, all kinds of emotion. Yeah, this uh, this was something. Just to top to bottom, one of, you know, probably one of the best War Games matches I've ever seen. Undisputed Era, I give I give so much credit to all the members, but especially Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. Um, this kid is very, very special. Nothing, you know, not saying anything against Bobby Fish, but Kyle O'Reilly, the way he sells, the way he gets involved, you know, in any kind of match he's in, is just something special. But yeah, you know, I also want to second uh, Keith Lee uh, was over. I'd say Keith Lee was probably one of the most over guys uh, of the night in the as far as the Chicago crowd goes. Um, Dominic Dijakovic, you, you really have the best in NXT right now. Um, Kevin Owens coming back as KO made me realize how much I truly miss that version of Kevin Owens. NXT Kevin Owens was the best we've ever had of him. So I hope this is a sign that he's returning to NXT. Well, 
and the other thing that I find uh, interesting now is this identity that NXT is going to be now. Because NXT now is evolving. If you don't see it, I mean, right now, Balor, Kevin Owens, I think now we're going to start to see the, the evolution of the next step for what NXT is going to become, and I'm are going to call it. And by the way, I'm going to say it on, on this uh, recording right now, I did call the, the, the ratings this week that NXT was going to to top AEW and they did and I know we're not going to cover that right now but I think this evolution of NXT the main reason or purpose behind having Kevin Owens and Finn Balor guys that were very well known in NXT I think we're trying to we want to top AEW and I think this is how they're going to do it now we're not going to bring everybody back but these key players, you guys, you know, disagree with me if you want. But I think these are the right kind of players to bring back. Don't bring back everybody. Bring back a few key ones, and then this will be perfect. Yeah, use them to pop the rating. But they did that with Finn Balor, and it really, they were still losing to AEW. They needed Becky Lynch. Really? I mean, I'm sure that's the bigger, but Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins people who showed up this last week um, on NXT for part of the Survivor Series build. But, but can I say, and I'm sorry to interrupt, Chris, I don't usually do that to you. Um, can I say the issue with um, Finn Balor is just simply they need to have the demon back. I'm, I'm going to say it, it. The demon has to be part of the Finn Balor character if it's going to get over on NXT. Takeovers... Finn Balor needs to be the demon character. Period. Yeah, but he's a heel now, so that you don't get the demon. But why can't get you? Why can't the demon be a heel? Because people will cheer for it. I can't remember. <laughs> so the demon was a character that he did in New Japan as well too, when he was Prince Devitt. Correct? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, so he I, did a variation. Yeah, so I'm curious if you know he could pull off the demon as a heel. Um, but I kind of agree with Chris. I think the problem with it is you already have like this crowd for example was clearly behind Finn Balor yeah. and he is you know on television clearly the heel so we still have some work to do with how you know how to make people actually not cheer him um, he actually was a heel the majority of his career before WWE but I think the problem is he was such a face for uh, for not only his NXT era but even his era in WWE main, t- main roster that it's going to be really hard to kind of see the prince shine in NXT the way he wants to shine. I'm sure with work it can be done, but I think that was the other problem with the match is if you have everybody, you know, Matt Riddle's, you know, very over, and so is Finn Balor, is there going to be a lot of energy in that match to begin with, regardless of smoke errors or anything like that? It's good. It's a good thing to think about. Absolutely. So that was yeah. the NXT TakeOver. It was just the four matches. Yeah. Yeah, got I mean, a lot coming out of it between the Dakota Kai, the Rhea Ripley getting a pin on Shayna Baszler, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens being there, what does that mean? Right. Team Ciampa getting the win. Now Adam Cole and Pete Dunne tomorrow night at Survivor Series. Whoa. There's a lot. A lot came out of this show, which was nice in two and a half hours. Yeah, you know, and it just goes to show, you know, you don't have to have a ton of matches on the card. It's like if you give everybody their time and. 
let them tell the story. I mean, that's a good show. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, last night we also went to Friday Night SmackDown, which was fine show. It's fine. It was basically Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. Uh, they actually had the whole camera side upper level tarped off, so it wasn't a full house. Um, there's still a lot of people, but there were a lot of kids, which then kind of, I don't think, I don't know how it played on TV, but the crowd reactions weren't much. <laughs> yeah. A lot of dead silent. Now, some of that has to do with the Survivor Series build. You know, we did have Shayna Baszler and Bailey, but they're both heels. So watching them brawl it out, we even looked at each other and go, I don't know what I'm supposed to cheer for or what's supposed to happen. And then they just kind of brawled out and nobody seemed to care. Well, and then the other thing was I was, like, confused by the brawling because it was going on for so long. And then I think one of you told me, they're like, oh, they're on commercial break. And I'm like, oh, so this is what people are, are seeing on commercial break. Because I, I just felt it was too long. Oh, and then brawl at the opening? Yeah, the brawl at the opening. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, they had the big brawl at the opening that then turned into... <coughs> what match did that turn into? Well, the truth... Oh, of- yeah, there was the women's. It was... Rhea versus Charlotte versus... Yeah, which is, is not a bad way to open Sasha. up SmackDown. Hey, yeah. and Rhea got a pin on Charlotte last night, and she pinned, she did. She yeah. pinned uh, Shayna Baszler today. So. Yeah, and I the, mean... And the truth is, I mean, listeners, the reason why we have not recorded in a couple weeks is because we have been busy brawling ourselves. Just like all three of the rosters have been brawling endlessly on television for the last couple weeks, we as a, as a crew have been brawling. So, you know, we've squashed the beef. Our Survivor Series... Um, is over. The WWE's is tomorrow, but you know, hopefully, you know, once uh, this weekend is behind us, we can, you know, get back to some normal storytelling instead of constant brawls. Brawling with you guys, man. I'm just I'm trying to brawl a cold here, so I mean, <laughs> you guys have fun over there. So SmackDown. <clears throat> Anything? Um, one thing that I, you know, just and you just said it, Chris. Um, just crowd. Crowd reaction, um, it's fascinating when the, when you have an audience, uh, yes, it was a lot more kids. I think kids, um, you know, they're not going to be as Hate loud. on kids. Hate them. They, Hate on them. They, they don't, well, because they're not, they're not aware of what to do. I, I truly don't think right. so. They aren't. They, they are, don't know what to react to. They need adults around in, a, in this kind of environment to give them the okay that it's okay to cheer or boo and I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna say it um, Chicago let me down yesterday and I told Chris and Corey the same thing um, Chicago came tonight and I think Chicago will come strong on Survivor Series but last night the Chicago crowd was not there um, I even got I was concerned leaving the, the show because I thought it was a taste of things to come that maybe you know we're just losing our energy as a city at these events, which we can't do because that's, a you know, for people that have ever been to a show at the Allstate Arena in Chicago, we make it, we make it fun. That's what we're known for, for the wrestlers, for the show itself. A show that might not be the greatest is better because of the crowd. And yesterday we just did not bring it. Um, no. And, and, not at all. And the wait, thing wait. is. So what's going on in this town where all I'm seeing is billboards for college and strip clubs? I don't know. Well. Man. You got to pay the, the <laughs> tuition, right? I've seen every university that's in this area, and I've seen every strip club that has to be in the state. 
on a billboard. There's got to be some symbology there, you know? Some There's got to be. There's some, that's what I'm saying. Some symbolism. But you know what? I will say, though, for SmackDown, I think it was definitely... Yeah, I'm trying to change the subject I know, yeah. here. Um, it was... I actually was saying to myself, and I told my wife this, I was like, it would have been a perfect show for my son Jake to go to. Sure. It would. It, it was perfect. Uh, it ended at a reasonable time, um, and I think it was just the right amount of stuff for him um, to enjoy it, get to see some characters, and get to see action that wasn't too crazy or anything. I mean, the brawl, yeah, but the brawl, even if you look at it specifically, it really wasn't anything too crazy. Besides a couple flips and Charlotte doing her flip that, you know, she can't land right. And speaking of taking your son somewhere, Corey, why don't you tell us about the new day today? Yes. So I, and I made this decision yesterday while I was at work. Hopefully nobody from my work is listening. Um, You're allowed to think about things. At well, work. Yes, I, I also made the, I, well, I made the purchase at work too. Uh, oh, that gets I, you in trouble. I, I probably, well, I on wasn't. The in, on I, the work intranets? No, I was on break technically. So okay. it wasn't that I was in the middle of class and I'm telling the kids here, take a worksheet, go to work while I purchase something. Um, no, um, I, I decided to do the Survivor Series meet and greet for the new day. Now, for the listeners, I, I've done uh, autograph sessions and stuff. I've never done a WWE official uh, meet and greet for Survivor Series. So my son, the New Day, was one of his first favorite people when he first started watching wrestling. He does the, he likes to dance when they come out and you know, he's got shirts and all that stuff. So we brought him over to meet the New Day and, you know, uh, uh, get an autograph, get a picture. And I can't put the New Day over enough. Uh, they were so kind to my son. Um, I'll even, um, I'll even I'll post the video. I got the video, so we'll post it on 123S Wrestling if my wife approves. Um, but they greeted him. They were, you know, my son was super nervous. He was very quiet. And, you know, that he gave them all high fives. And, you know, they said that he li- they liked his shirt. And I made him wear the unicorn headband. And we even lit it up. It's still lit up. You know, that was the unicorn headband, Chris, that I got at WrestleMania 32. Oh, good Lord. So, um, and they were just very pleasant. And the coolest thing was, and I'll even, uh, hopefully I can post a picture, the New Day had their tag team titles. And my son got to hold both of them on each shoulder and of course Xavier and he was super nice Xavier had to help him because those belts are those they're real deal so they're very heavy so my son couldn't hold them up and Xavier was super nice um even though he's on his uh his wheel uh support you know because he's got a walking boot um he held the belt up for him so you know keep it on his shoulder but just super awesome experience uh, super nice guys. They even, you know, uh, you know, greeted me and, and said a little something. But a lot of fun today. I got to be a proud dad. And meet the new day. Yes. Did you see Becky Lynch? No, I did not. They had them all in separate rooms. <coughs> did you eat any of uh, Kofi's pant pancakes? Becky Lynch is tomorrow. Uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are uh, Sunday. I forgot what time. And theirs is the only one that sold out. Corey, don't dodge my question. Did you eat Kofi's pant pancakes? Okay. So for the record, I went looking for the pancakes, and I did not see them. Ah. 
So now to segue back to SmackDown for a second. That was one of the moments that popped out in my head for SmackDown was when the New Day came out, he walked some girl that was like front row on the side and he handed her a pancake. And that little girl immediately stuck it in her mouth and just started eating it. And I thought that was weird. Yeah. I didn't know what I don't know what you're supposed to do with the pancakes, but eating it just to me doesn't seem like what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, my son actually, and true story, my son, because when I told him I was going to SmackDown and I said I'd see the New Day, he told me that he wanted me to catch a pancake and to not eat it but bring it home. Now, I don't know what he was going to do with it. Probably eat it. Probably just throw it in the microwave, put some butter and syrup um, on it and have I, I, I don't know if he'd want me to keep it. Uh, he knows I got my man cave of memorabilia. I don't know how I would keep a pancake, maybe freeze it, but... You'd have to, like, cover it in lacquer. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how that would work. It. Yeah. That doesn't sound very appealing. Bronze the pancake, Corey. Bronze the pancake. Bronze the pancake. Yes. So as you can see, we enjoyed SmackDown because all we're talking about are pancakes. Well, Bronzing them. Yeah. SmackDown was fine. It existed. It was a show. It was about what you can expect from a Fox SmackDown. And going into the Survivor Series, every match for the past three weeks has ended. Hey, look at the party bus. Woo, woo. Party. Every. I'm easily distracted and putting God, me in a so car. ADD. I know. Putting me in a car, driving past things. You know, well, I don't know what you guys expected was going to happen. But SmackDown on Fox and Survivor Series lead up. Every match had a non-finish. Every bra- match ended in a brawl. Every show ended with a brawl. We had a brawl for it all when that everybody came. And there was like 50 people. Even my dad said he was watching. He would flip through every once in a while. And he said every time there were tons of people in the ring. No one had any one-on-one matches. I was like, I don't think so. But Miz and Daniel Bryan did, which was fine. But that even ended. You know, I didn't even finish it. Yeah, the Miz turned finish. into Bray Wyatt. and Yes. Which I thought was weird because I didn't even see that. I was I looking didn't at the Miz see, in the I, corner I and all the of a switch. sudden. Yeah. yeah, I missed the switch. I will say uh, that was probably one of the big takeaways um, from the night is the Miz was involved in technically a main event storyline with the Universal Champion. So who knows what that means for the Miz. I hope it's good because he did just sign a deal uh, to stay with WWE for a while. So hopefully he also gets rewarded for his loyalty over the last 15 years. But that's probably one of the only things that I really was uh, very like intrigued with uh, from the show last night. Yeah. It was good stuff. Yes. Pump for Survivor Series. Yes. I got and love for SmackDown. I got love. We've Ed found the love. I got no love for the crowd, but I had love for the show. Yeah, I did too. So tomorrow night, Survivor Series, or I guess tomorrow day yeah. into night. Yes. That tomorrow we'll probably be complaining about how long it was. Right. Today, perfectly timed. Mm-hmm. Any, any thoughts, predictions, anything that you want to throw out there about Survivor Series? I'm excited that we're 50% done with our weekend of wrestling, but we have the biggest show tomorrow, and I'm excited to also talk to the listeners at the conclusion of this epic weekend of wrestling that the one, two, three, yesling. Yesling? Yesling. Wrestling. Is that the name of our fans? The yeslings? The yes, it is now. The yeslings. The yeslings. Welcome, right. yeslings. You Welcome are all yeslings. yeslings to my heart and my soul. 
and I'm just excited for us to recap the entire weekend once it's over. So I am, you know what? I'm going to have a little fun with this. I am looking forward to when it comes to Survivor Series, um, Ed and I, and who is going to make the stupid purchase tomorrow. Yes. Now for listeners to understand what we mean by stupid purchases, obviously, you know, they have merchandise at the events and there's a variety of options and you know, and then then there's the unique options. Like for example, tonight, um, they had a NXT, uh, fight poster with all the uh, people that were fighting. And, you know, you can get that poster for 10 bucks or you can get one signed by all the people on it for a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So it gets a little intense. So there are a couple just, you know, odds and end items you know a lot of bray wyatt items and i'm just wondering who's gonna do it ed is it me you or is it both of us or are we gonna i just have a vision in my head of buying the, all the bray wyatt stuff and just dancing continuously dressed as him throughout the night i think that would really be funny so it's probably gonna happen i might help contribute to this <laughs> madness for you nice i might help your accessories oh oh i like that i know well, all right. Well, we will have to let you know who bought the stupidest thing at Survivor Series. Yep. That will probably get them in trouble somewhere down the road because I'm putting my money on Corey. <laughs> God, man, he always throws me right under the bus. <laughs> and it's so true. I know, I know, I know. So that, I think, is going to do it for this wrap-up as we are almost to my childhood home. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Going to your childhood my home. My childhood home. We are almost there. But before we get there, I just want to do a little bit of business, which is you guys need to shoot us some emails at 123yeswrestlinggmail.com. Shoot us some questions. I am in the, currently in the process of switching hosting over to Anchor, and Anchor also has a feature that will allow you guys to leave us voicemails through the, the, our Anchor page. So once I get all that information, I will share that all on the Facebook page. But you guys will also be able to just leave us voicemail messages that we can actually interject in the show. So if you have any questions, comments, anything you want to share with us or the other yeslings out there, we would be happy to uh, put that out there and get shout-outs for you guys. And thank you guys for all of the support as we are continuing to grow. Hopefully... And I'll find out with this episode that the transition went smoothly and no one's going to miss this. So hopefully I'm finding you all right now in your normal listening podcast pleasure domes. Ooh. Pleasure dome. Pleasure dome. We don't need another hero. Oh, Thunderdome, sorry. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> Tina Turner. Wait a minute. Did, did we mention the how many stars we were? Ah looking for and go on to whatever podcast service you're listening to us on and write us a review if you write us a great review we will read it on the air and we will be happy because someone's listening to us Mm -hmm. and we're looking for how many stars guys well Jim Rats he's looking for voicemails and he's looking for five stars that's five stars can you count the five Jim Rats by God I hope you can otherwise what's the point how did he get in my car? I was like, Corey, I thought you said you were in the backseat by yourself. Um, I, I'm a little freaked out. Well, of course you're supposed to be freaked out. You guys aren't letting me on the podcast till the very end anyway. So you know what, Jim Rats? I'm cutting this off. 
Don't sit, just stay fit. And we are pulling into my childhood home. <laughs> so we are, I think that's all we can handle. And as you can tell, I think all of us are, um, oh, I ruined the microphone. Hope the sound was good. Hope everything was good. I'm gonna cut all of this out. And we will talk to you guys probably tomorrow. Peace. It's always a pleasure when we get together. There it is.